0: And now, it's time to catch up with the week's events as HCR 104FM presents the omnibus edition of
1: Huntsford.
2: Where are you up to, Tommy?
1: What's it look like, Dad? I'm pouring myself a nightcap. Just a little drop of scotch.
2: That looks like a large one to me. Not exactly a wee dram.
1: I've put the money in the till.
2: That's not the point, son. I'm not worried about the money. Fact is, you've been on the beer all night, and now you're starting on the hard stuff.
1: Give me a break. Can't I enjoy a few drinks occasionally without you getting on my case? It's not like I'm drunk. After all, you taught me how to hold my drink.
2: Aye, that I did. I didn't teach you to hit the bottle every time you've got a problem.
1: Who says I've got a problem?
2: I do. I'm your dad. I know when something's up. What's wrong?
1: Dad, I'm dead nervous about our album, and especially the tour, and I'm worried about my drumming, whether I'm good enough.
2: Listen, Tom, you're a brilliant drummer. If you were, Matt would have chucked you out of Mabel on the Edge right enough. You've got to believe in yourself. Well, that's easy for you to say. You don't have to get up on stage. No, Tom, you do. And one thing's for sure, Drink isn't going to help you with that. You won't find courage at the bottom of a glass.
1: Suppose you're right.
2: Aye, I am. Look, son, you've got the opportunity of a lifetime with that band. Don't you dare ruin it with booze. I've seen it happen far too often in my line of work. OK, Dad, I- I'll cut back. I promise. Aye, mind you do. You lay off the hard stuff and go easy on the beer until this tour's finished.
0: How are you, Charlotte? Of course, Raymond! Who else would it be? How was your day? Oh, all right. Until I tried to come home. I've forgotten how to commute. I need to get back into training. I should make commuting an Olympic sport. Nay, you must take care, darling. You're still bruised from the accident. Oh, don't fuss. I'm fine. How was your day? Well, actually, something a bit odd happened. I went round to see Fiona and, and found Bob babysitting for Jasper. Oh, that is strange. I wouldn't have thought a middle-aged car mechanic would be Fiona's babysitter of choice. That's exactly what I thought. So I asked him why Fiona chose him to babysit, when they don't even know each other that well. And what did he say? Well, he mumbled something about her feeling sorry for him because Robbie's in South America. But he seemed very shifty. As though he had something to hide. Oh, poor Bob. It's not his fault, in my opinion. It's Fiona's. You're her business partner and friend. You need to ask her what's going on. Yeah, you're right. You said she was really mean to Chantelle and Laura when they announced they were leaving. And then there's all this secrecy around Jasper's father, so... mm. You're spot on. Absolutely spot on. Something's wrong with Fiona. And I'm going to find out what. No time like the present. I'm going round there now. All right. I'll have dinner ready when you get back.
3: Hello, Raymond.
0: You don't usually visit at this time of day. Yeah, I know, Fiona. I did actually call round earlier, but you weren't in. Did did Bob mention it to you at all? He was babysitting at the time. He, uh, he, He did say you'd stop by. Fiona, I must ask you, as as your friend, wh- why did you choose Bob to babysit? He doesn't seem like the most suitable person. You don't even know him that well. My choice of babysitter is my business, Raymond. It's got nothing to do with you. So you just shut me out, just like that, whenever anyone challenges you. As Sam might say, you need to make an attitude adjustment. What do you mean? They'll stop being so secretive and negative. Start by telling your friends who Jasper's father really is. If they're real friends, they won't judge. Mm, is that so? And while we're talking friends, be positive about Chantal and Laura's new venture. It could be a win-win if we do some cross-promotions with them.
3: Have you quite finished, Raymond?
0: No, I haven't. Start dating again. Go out and have fun with the girls like you're used to. Last too short to waste. You've got to live it.
3: And what am I supposed to do with my son while I'm out having fun?
0: Leaving with a babysitter. I'm sure Bob will be able to step up. Right, I've said enough. I'm going
3: home. Oh, to your loving wife. Think about that before you criticise someone who has to manage on her own. You're listening to Radio Huntsford. That's all we've got time for. They say time flies when you're having fun. Well, I certainly had fun presenting Drive Time, and I hope you enjoy listening. This final track is for Arthur from Shropshire, who's a big fan of the show. I've chosen the appropriately titled Thank You by Jay-Z. Enjoy, Arthur. I've been Ryan Marshall. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, Ryan. Great show as usual. Thanks, Heather. I can't believe I'm getting fan mail. That guy Arthur wrote me an actual letter. And lots of listeners have emailed congratulations on my award. It's no more than you deserve, Ryan. You're a natural behind the mic. Oh, I don't know about that, Adam. But thanks anyway. Look, can I ask you both a favour? Of course. what do you need? It's about our band's album, Mabel and the Edge. It's coming out in a few weeks. And I wondered if I could give it a mention on my show. Of course she can.
0: I'll tell Carly and the others to plug it too. Oh, you do so much for Redo Huntsford, Ryan. It's nice that we can help you out for a change.
1: I agree, Heather. Why don't we feature the band on the local news? On the day of the release. Debut album from a popular local
3: band. That sort of angle.
0: Great idea. We could do the same with your tour dates as well.
3: Oh, that's really kind of you. I'll tell our manager we're getting some free publicity. But don't expect him to be impressed. He doesn't rate community radio. You
1: wait until the local sales figures come in. He might change his mind then.
3: Don't hold your breath. Hi Trevor.
0: Uh, What are we doing today? Just a trim as usual?
3: Not
1: this time, Sharon. I need a total makeover. Right before we walked out of the restaurant, my last date said he didn't like my retro look. Oh, that's a bit harsh. He sounds proper shallow. Oh, you're well shot of him. Oh, you're, you're right, Shaz. I still think I need a style update. If I'm going to meet the man of my dreams anytime soon. So, are uh, you feeling brave? Mm, yeah, mm, sort of. Right.
0: In that case, it's time to ditch the man bun. I'm going to shave up one side,
1: leave the other side longer. And sweep it over in an asymmetrical fringe. Oh, radical. I haven't finished. I'm going to bleach it too, so you'll be bang on trend. Then when you've found the man of your dreams, you can help me find mine. I thought that Neil, the Huntersford Hulk, was, was the man of your dreams. No, oh, so did I. But I've since discovered he's a cop. And I don't do cops. Why not? Growing up in the East End. I learned not to trust the police. Well, look, love, you're giving my hair a makeover, but your attitude can do with the makeover too. Not all cops are bad. Don't prejudge Neil just because of his job. Oh, I'll try not to, but it's easier to change your hair than your mindset. Oh, I I know, but try. After all, it's, it's not as though you've got anything to hide.
3: I uh, uh, I suppose not.
1: Well, right, Judy. You looking for Bob? Yes. Is he around? Yeah, he's just popped out to the cafe to buy our lunch. He'll be back in a minute. Why don't I make you a cup of tea while you wait for him?
3: Oh, that'd be lovely. Thanks.
1: Oh, I'm happy you and Bob have got things together again.
3: Oh, Thanks. I am too.
1: I hope Fiona has a rethink and comes clean about who Jasper's father is. She has no business forcing Bob to keep it a secret from you.
0: Oh, she certainly didn't. It nearly broke us up. I was convinced that Bob
1: was cheating. Oh, I'm very glad you didn't. Me too. I was devastated when I thought he'd found someone else. Trust me, Bob wouldn't do that to you. He'd never admit to me, but I know he really loves you. Oh, that's sweet of you to say, Dan. Oh, I'm not being sweet. It's the truth. I know my boss doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve, and he's not the most romantic bloke. But he's devoted to you
3: oh, I feel exactly the same way about him.
1: Glad to hear it. Remember that when he walks through the door with a pork pie from Camilla's? He'll never be a whole foods guy.
0: Oh I know. But I love him just the way he is. Season 6, episode 37 and 38 were written by Felicity Radcliffe. Duncan was played by John McCusker, Tommy and Dan Pete Warman, Raymond Ben West, Charlotte Tina Yates, Fiona Angie Pike, Ryan Stuart Nunn, Heather Wendy Underwood, Adam Steve Kay, Trevor Neil Arthur, Sharon Vicky Marchant, and Judy Sonia Anderson post-production engineer Sue Rodwell-Smith, Sounds Wavelength Sound Library and freesound.org. Hunsford's theme tune was composed by Nick Thompson. Produced and directed by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Hunsford was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire.